welcome to Smooches and Stabs with Pepper Basham and Jamie Jo Wright. Studying history, how history should have happened, and creating all kinds of fictional conspiracy theories. All right. Hi, uh, this is Pepper Basham and Jamie Jo Wright here for your next edition of Smooches and Stabs. And we are so <laughs> excited to have you guys back. Um, as we said earlier, this is kind of like a, a podcast where we take historical scenarios and give them a spin of possible conspiracy theory or <laughs> of just what if, what if, right, Jamie? What if someone died? <laughs> what or if somebody love? came back as a ghost? Or found their true love on the sea? Okay. <laughs> we can do true love, I suppose. As you can tell, though, you've got two different perspectives uh, going off on these scenarios. So we have Jamie in her rose-colored glasses. Very, Not. very. They're blood-colored. Blood-colored glasses. You are so gross. And me, <laughs> with my rosy view of the world and bringing in as much romance as possible. You are so nauseating. <laughs> which brings us to part two from our previous podcast, which was about one of Jamie's favorites. Oh, I have such Enter. a literary crush. Yeah. <laughs> I think you could. I think that's fair, especially for even, what you write. He wasn't even good looking, but he was just perfect in every he had, way. He had great hair. He did. His Edgar. Hair was, yeah, Edgar, Edgar Allan Poe. Poe. Yeah, his hair was pretty wavy and suave looking. Ooh, la la. And I he, think he was short though. Oh, was he? And he did yeah. not sport the mustache until later in life. I think Truth. the last few years of his life. So he was mostly Truth. clean shaven, which I am a big proponent. True for heroes and clean shavenness. Although oh, see, I always throw whiskers and beards on them. <laughs> Beth Aaron, uh, uh, reviewer Beth Aaron, she's all for the whiskers and beards. And so oh, I am moving in that direction with some writing. And then you guys and, throw a couple tattoos on them. And, oh, uh, yeah. There you, you know. go. All right. You, you bad anyway. girl. Anyway. <laughs> Ooh, tattoos. Anyway, so we're going to do a quick review of uh, from last time. And basically what we were talking about was the last the last week, basically, of Edgar Allan Poe's life, right, Jamie? Right. right. Yeah, so he disappears for five days. Right. And there's lots of theories as to why, which we covered in part one. Mm -hmm. And then you dropped a bombshell, <laughs> which sort of fit both of our genre-loving hearts. Did. When you threw out the concept of he time-traveled, yes. at which point I got super excited and determined that we've now solved the mystery of Jack the Ripper it was actually Edgar Allan Poe and then when he came back to his time period and was muttering on his deathbed the word Reynolds my conclusion is that Reynolds was the last woman he was attempting to kill under the guise of Jack the Ripper but was pulled back through the time travel portal prior to her death and he kept saying Reynolds over and over because he a regretted not having finished the deed and two also had a little bit of conscience once he was back in his current time period. And was sorry for his murderous 
week of life. Or perhaps sorry that he was dying and not able oh, to continue. This is true. And that's, that, that's I can't, too. I can't, I can't go with that. It's not, it's so sad and scary. Well, and then you started saying something that you think Reynolds is a code word for something completely different. I do. And it has rosy and romantic-y kind of feels to it. So get ready. Yeah. Do I need okay. to take a Tums? No, but let's start with this story. Okay. Okay. Famous authoress, Jane Austen, who many people know, wrote classics like Pride and Prejudice and uh, Sense and Sensibility and one of my personal favorites, Emma. I was just going to say, don't miss Emma. Yes. And then her last one that was complete was Persuasion, which happens to be about a woman who had this love and was persuaded not to marry him. And he was a seafaring guy. And most Mm -hmm. of the uh, show takes, most of the book takes place either in Bath or on the seashore. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. And Jane developed this kind of romance with the sea, which some people believe started around 1801 and we wonder why well let me tell you what i think happened so now edgar Allan poe was not born in 1801 he was born in 1809 he was but we're talking time travel so there you go and so all right time travel (laughs) (laughs) my brain's already sparking in 1801 jane austen and her family had just moved from their home their longtime home in the countryside to bath and they would take seaside trips to either lime regis or devonshire by on the coast and and jane kind of started developing this love for the ocean at that point or the appreciating its beauty and there is this mystery we kind of know about three romances in jane's life but she never married and there was this mysterious fourth that has suddenly popped up through historical research in the letters left by Jane's sister, Cassandra, to her nieces. Okay. Okay. So hold there for a moment. So mm-hmm. you're saying this part is not. This is not fictional. You're not fictionalizing this. No, nope, this is true. There's a mysterious fourth man in Jane Austen's life. Uh, true that. Well, true and fact. we don't okay. know anything about him, really. All mm-hmm. we know is what was left in a letter from Jane's sister, Cassandra, who lived longer than Jane and who, by incidents, also burned all of Jane's letters so that no one would ever see them. This is true. Isn't that interesting? I think I like Cassandra. She's devious. Yeah. So she, and we don't know whether that was by Jane's request that her sister burn all of her letters or that was by Cass- Cassandra kind of protecting her or whatever the case may be. Um, after Jane's death, her sister burned all of her correspondence. So there are only a few letters that have been found that have been saved that were not part of what her sister had in her collection, right? Okay. Okay. One of the letters that Cassandra sent to her niece mentions a possible flirtation Mm -hmm. with an excellent man that they meet on the seashore in 1801. Oh, all the hopeless romantics out there are just swooning right now. Yes, yes. So here Mm -hmm. is my theory. (laughs) Okay. Through time, passion can be a very powerful thing. Mm. What if during those five days, Edgar Allan Poe transported to the seaside of Devonshire, 1801, and he met Jane? And we don't know what the guy's name was. We only know, here's the thing, we only know they met that one one summer, promised to see each other again, 
And then only a few weeks later, she finds out that he's dead. <gasps> for That's real? All. Yes, for real. So we don't know. I suspect, See, now you've gained my interest again because you mentioned death. Go on. I know, I, of course. <laughs> and so, and, and so what if Edgar, during those five days, traveled to the seacoast okay. and met Jane on the okay. seaside, did not use his real name because he realized he was time traveling, Oh, sure. recognized it was Jane Austen, the famous authoress, because at that point in time, he would have lived long beyond her life. That's true. He would have been about 20 years beyond when she died. Mm -hmm. Would have realized the the impact of him telling her who he really was Mm. and promised to come back because he's really been looking for love. That one passionate, like-minded love for a while. That's why, you know, all these fiancés not working out kind of thing. So hmm. I think that's what happened. And so when he gets back, okay, he wants to tell people what happened because he's so excited. But the curse of time travel is you can't talk about it. And the only thing he was able to say and mutter was Reynolds, which was his word, the name he used when he met her. Oh. Uh. <laughs> well, that is an interesting theory, Miss Basham. Yeah, I think it's you have, excellent. You have taken the sociopathic, <laughs> psychopathic, sadistic traits that I love to shower upon Poe. Oh, man. And you've turned him into a Shakespearean tragedy. Uh, yes, it is very much so. But you know, five, five days of meeting the love of your life may be worth a lifetime, just saying. He did write Annabelle Lee. He did. Oh, yes. One of his last poems that he wrote, mm-hmm. which was p- published posthumously. Mm-hmm. and it takes place at the sea um do you want to read a few lines of that yeah thing? sure I will I will um it starts out with the line it was many and many a year ago <gasps> in a kingdom by the sea that a maiden there lived whom you may know by the whom? name of Annabelle whom you may know hmm. and this maiden she lived with no other thought than to love and be loved by me. Oh, see, now he's obsessive again and possessive. <laughs> see, you've got to bring something back. If you're going to turn this into a romance, there's got to be a dark, dark <laughs> angle to it. And self focused. He's also self focused. Right. She life. lived with no other thought than to love and be loved by right. me. Right. And we loved with a love that was more than love. I mean, t- talk about passion. Talk about oh. extreme language, right? Well, exactly. I mean, it almost sounds murderous. With a love that heaven envied, even. Ooh. Heaven envied. How does now, heaven envy? Maybe he, maybe he, maybe he did become Jack the Ripper. For he time traveled twice. Ink. He did. He did Jane. He, he, he did Jane. <laughs> he did Jane first. Oh wait, and, and then he met Jane. First. <laughs> <laughs> he met. He meets Jane first. Uh huh. Then he comes back, and he. Then travels into the future to Further. enact his angst over this complete tragedy that he, can, well, and if it's I'm spinning the story, it's because he can't possess Jane as his Ooh. own. Ooh. He can't bring her with him and she, <laughs> he can't quite bring her death upon his hands. 
so he returns a failure. Ooh, but okay, okay. So then Annabelle Lee would fit even more so because let's say he wrote Annabelle Lee when he went into the f- further future to be in late Victorian London, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. because what happens to Annabelle Lee? A wind wow. blew out of a cloud, chilling my beautiful Annabelle Lee. Chilling so and killing. So that her highborn kinsman came and bore her away from me to shut her up in a sepulcher in this kingdom by the sea. And the next paragraph ends in chilling and killing my <gasps> Annabelle Lee. So he meets Jane. And then Our genres fit together. They do. And in a, in a scary kind of way. We're weird. We are. But so he goes to Jane first. Mm-hmm. Then he moves mm-hmm. on to Jack the Ripper. Right. And he realizes when he wakes up in that time of London, Jane is long gone. Completely He's, gone. He can't be with her anymore. He goes on this killing spree. And then he sent back to his own time in those five days. And I bet you before he was sent back, he walked the sea. <gasps> and, and, wrote, and, wrote and wrote and wrote the final lines. And so all the night tide, I lie down by the side of my darling darling my life and my bride in the sepulcher there by the sea in her tomb by the sounding sea and then he woke up and couldn't say any words except oh i love this this is beautiful okay our next story we write together it should be this total paranormal romantic suspense i am 100 (laughs) percent on board with that and you can write the romantic elements and i will write the tragic ending where and the murders and the murders well of course the murders of course and then when he's in the hospital and well you can do some of those reynolds so it's like connects with heartstrings i'm just thinking (laughs) how did jane die I don't recall. She had, uh, they think it was stomach cancer, I believe, if I've got my facts. (laughs) Stomach. See? Think about it. Ooh. Jane (gasps) dies of stomach cancer. Edgar goes into the future and guts women. Guts women. Because he couldn't be with Jane. It makes sense. Oh my goodness. We are nuts. No, no. We are (laughs) conspiracy theorists who have found the truth. We're fictional conspiracy theorists that have found the truth. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds awesome. I I love love it. I think we need a, I think we need name tags with that on it. Next time we go to ACFW, that's what our name tags should have on them. The fictional conspiracy theorists. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Yes. I think it's great. I like it. I like it. (laughs) And we'll have the, we'll have the silhouettes of Edgar and Jane. (laughs) Yes. Or our little, our little picture we have of the smooches and stabs. Yes. That would be worth it, I think. That's totally cool. Yeah. Yes. So for those of you who are joining the podcast, maybe we should um, throw out a question if people want smooches and stabs swag. We should get some t-shirts made up or pins or something. And and another thing to add, if you guys have certain stories in history you want us to touch on while we're doing smooches and stabs, we are open to anything that Mm -hmm. we feel like we can have a good discussion about. But it, yeah. So you can send. We we have what's our email? You can send us your ideas or comment. You can comment. Yes, you can comment on our YouTube video. Yep, um, which is on our YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. And um, I would say what the YouTube channel is, but we need 100 subscribers before we can actually make it a, 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 a word. 
Yep. So right now it's like GFK 00825678. Also, though, if you're on Facebook, we'll be posting our links to yeah. our pace, Facebook group and you can comment there if you have ideas about historical stories Correct. or or strange scenarios or even movies that you think should have a little bit of doctoring up. We're talking Correct. about that. Yeah, we can do that. And then if you're listening on a podcast tool like Spotify, you can email us at smoochesandstabs at gmail.com. So mm -hmm. we are out there and we are super excited and we would love to hear from you all too. You know, we've just had this part one and part two series to kick off this debut of our podcast. And I'd be curious to hear which theory our viewers most agree with. I think they should vote. I think they should either vote on just Jack the Ripper time travel or okay. just Jane Austen time travel. I think that's Or if they like the third one, they could go with the mixed ending. They could. They and could. we could also leave an option for maybe there's a better idea outside that we have. Or maybe, yes. Yet. D would be your choice of right. what an ending should have happened. What happened in the five days of Edgar Allan Poe's life where he disappeared? And who was Jane Austen's romantic suitor that we have no idea no what his idea. name was? Ooh. I think it's worth finding out. I think so. I think we're creating fictional conspiracy theorists right now. I think we are. And it makes I can, me feel powerful. It, it does. <laughs> I, I feel exhausted with the amount of power we wield <laughs> so um i think we should leave everybody with our funny yes. crazy or weird historical fact yes. of the week we have a weird one right here um so whenever in april 20th 1979 okay jimmy carter was attacked by rabbits 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 not even as rabbit rabbits, as like in bunnies. Bunny? It says here in vault, we'll see, a killer rabbit attack was sensationalized by the press <laughs> when President Jimmy Carter's fishing boat on April 20th, 1979, and he was attacked by swamp rabbits. Go <laughs> look it up. Go look it up. I'm serious. He's I think in a boat? Yes, he's in a boat. Uh, he didn't swamp know that rabbit? rabbits could swim. <laughs> Oh my gosh, and Google already has it pre in there. Jimmy Carter Swamp Rabbit. So you guys, if you want to find out, I mean, weird historical things that happen, hysterical things that happen and historical. Poor Jimmy Carter. He probably never wanted to see a rabbit again. And there is a picture close up of a <gasps> rabbit crop from the it. White House photo. Yes. Oh my gosh. Well, okay. I'm going to save that picture and then we will post it on our Facebook page. Attacked by Swamp Rabbits. For those of you who would like to see the attack by Swamp Rabbits, we will post that on our <laughs> Facebook presidents page. can survive. I think it was probably assassination attempt. <laughs> the, <Russians>. <laughs> <laughs> the rabbit spoke Russian. Nobody could tell what his mission was. Exactly right. There you go. <laughs> there's another, there's another one of our theories. Oh boy. It just, that's never ending. It's never ending. Oh, this is a wonderful episode. And right now we're looking at doing what two episodes a month, I believe. Yep. So this has us covered for May. So we are so excited to have all of you join us here the month of May. Um, again, like our Facebook page smooches and stabs because we will be posting follow up pictures and fun things <laughs> that we chat about in our podcast. And then coming up in June, we've got some more rather interesting historical yes. figures that we will be discussing. History is interesting that way. It is. We just want to make it even more interesting. We do. 
We do. <laughs> <laughs> well, Pepper, thank you for being with us today and bringing out your um, interesting my, theory about Jane. My, my romantic view of the world. Oh, she just put on her rose-colored heart glasses. Yes, I did. All right. We'll see you guys next time. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. Thank you for joining this episode of Smooches and Stabs with Pepper Basham and Jamie Jo Wright. Find us at facebook.com forward slash smooches and stabs on YouTube and on your favorite podcast player. <laughs>